Gotta ask you to complete this sentence. If Young Metro doesn't trust you, then you probably need to either become honest or be able to explain uh, the reason for their doubts. Dr. Ben Carson, thank you. Boy, if you don't get. All right. Hello, welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 18. I'm one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and of course, we have the boss, Jesus Shuttlesworth, aka Chris Rock. Hey, everybody. How are you? How was your day? I'm fine. So I was trying to come in like Chris Rock, right? Like, hey, you know. Right. (laughs) I I, want to tell you about this embarrassing story real quick before we get into the podcast. Is that cool? (laughs) What done happened? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So the train in D.C. is so unpredictable. It's hilarious. So I get on the train and... Like everybody knows, I always laugh at the wrong time. But I I get on the train, and I'm standing there, and we get to the next stop, and this guy gets on, but he's singing on the top of his lungs. (laughs) Oh, God. Sounding, I can't even describe how he sounds, but it was horrible. And I I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, so I turned my face. And I started giggling uncontrollably, right? And (laughs) the people that were around me started laughing too. And so he was like, what? You've never had your heart broken before? Oh, I forgot. You don't have one. And I was just like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And then, like, I couldn't stop. I still laughed while he was talking to me. It was so bad. And then he was just like, the, we get to the next stop, and he's about to get off, and he's like, snaps at me, and he's like, you're just one hard fucking woman. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, this, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This you dude hates me for the rest of his life. <laughs> He just on the train singing and y'all just laughing at him. He's like, I'm going through real problems and they don't care. Oh I wasn't trying to laugh. I was trying to hold it in. But I laughed everywhere. I laughed like, it's, I'm so sorry. This is so bad. But I laugh in the elevator while I'm in there just, you know, waiting to get to the next floor. Like... When there's when we're crowded in there, like I can't help it. When we're on the metro and somebody's face is like right in my face and somebody's behind me and I'm smushed, I can't do it, man. I can't. It's that it's that, it's that uncomfortable awkward laugh. It's like a modern family, but Claire, um, their next door neighbor, he was an old man and he died. And like she went to go check on him and she found out he was dead. So like a whole bunch of people go on stopping by. And she was like, I had to tell y'all the bad news. And they're like, bad news? You're smiling. What's wrong? And then she goes, um, such and such died. And it's like, but you have this big grin on your face. What is wrong with you, you sicko? Like, <laughs> they was getting, like, really mad at her because she, she couldn't stop because she couldn't control her face from, like, really, really smiling. But, oh, man. You know, you know what else is really embarrassing? What? 
if your name is Judd Bush and you had to drop out of the race. That's that's the reason we didn't do I couldn't I couldn't do the podcast last week because I was so sad that my homie, my homie, Judd Bush had to drop out of the race. Did you hear about it? I heard and I saw some pictures. Man, he a quitter. I told we told Judd Bush on this podcast how to win. Actually, <clears throat> Judd Bush. This how you could have this how this how I wanted you to exit. You could have went up to the podium and been like, I'm gonna tell y'all like George Bush told me and just walk off. That'd have been the great secession speech. That would have been the greatest one of all time because people would have a lot of people would have knew what you was talking about. A lot of people would not have known, but what he what he would have been talking about is that Kanye West line. I'm gonna tell you like George Bush told me, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out of here. That'd have been <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, oh Lord. <laughs> to be to be clear, for all the people that's just now listening to the podcast for the first time, I do not actually like the Bush family. I feel they're a bunch of idiots. This how you know you fucking up when you got George Bush speaking on your behalf. Like everybody else getting these celebrity endorsements, and your mom like, and your and your mom and dad like, well, Judd, you got to get George on the campaign. He's the. Fuck- <laughs> He's like one of the worst presidents ever. One oh of the worst. Goodness. Like, how can you? How, like, whose idea was it in your house to go? Okay, George, you got to get out there. I know you. You fuck. You sing heavily <laughs> up America, but you got to get out there, man. I feel bad for Judd because <laughs> like save, save your brother. Like he saved you. <laughs> exactly. Like we rig. We got to rig this election. We rig, we rigged the election for you, Judd. But. I feel bad for Judd because Judd out. Judd is like, um, like everybody thinking the Bush family, they think of them as being like these bigots or whatever. But Judd actually has a um Latino wife. Oh wow! Fun fact: he has a Latino wife. But now Thanksgiving has to be uncomfortable because you you not only had to <laughs> drop out of the race, but you dropped out of a race that Donald Trump is leading in. Donald Trump is. Is the leading candidate to win the Republicans Party nominate? Oh my god! Oh my god! Can you? It's one thing to lose to Romney. Like I didn't like Mitt Romney. I wasn't going to vote for him when he was running for president. But it, that's a respectable loss. John McCain, respectable, kinda his old ass. But then you got. <laughs> Donald Trump. You got Donald Trump. You losing to Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I know. I know. It's so embarrassing. Like that's another embarrassing stuff. <laughs> it's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for America. I need. I need a lot of people to understand this because my neighbor was saying this to me, and I had to school her on this. She goes, "I can't believe people are voting for Donald Trump." What's there to be? What's there to be shocked about? You can ask any minority person in America about America, and one of the first things they're going to tell you about is how racially, how racist it is. So you got a person who is openly racist running for president of the United States. You bet your ass they're voting for him. They've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for 2016 to get here so fast that they couldn't get to the yeah. polls quick enough. 2008, it was we're kind of racist. 2012, we racist, but. We're not gonna let our racism get in the way. 2016, fuck that. We don't like black people. In fact, we're going to be endorsed. Donald Trump got an endorsement from the KKK. I'll open the door. Wow. Like y'all, you know, like y'all like y'all like thinking it's a game. 
Yeah, you know what else is disturbing? And I don't know how true this is, but I, I saw a picture of him and his daughter, uh, of he and his daughter, and it was like he was complimenting his daughter in a perverted way. Mm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked because Donald Trump is a damn fool. Donald Trump, man, Donald Trump got America out here looking stupid. Like Obama got us back to a respectable nature. And now Donald Trump has single-handedly not my bad. Donald Trump, I'm sorry. It's not all you. Donald Trump and the whole GOP has got us all out here looking stupid. Cause it's like a fucking menstrual show when they have a debate. And then he got this whole platform of making America great again. When has America ever been great for anybody that wasn't a white man? Notice the key words being white man, not white person, because white women back in the day couldn't vote as well as black people and all the other minorities that was in America. I don't want to go back to 30 years ago, no less than 30 seconds ago in this America. So what? So when you talk about making America great again, you know, y'all vote for Donald Trump. Y'all, y'all vote for Donald Trump. Y'all want to. Motherfucking Thompson. I'm su- I'm surprised that people vote. I'm not. America's racist. Like, what the fuck? You, what the fuck? you know what else? There are people that are saying like, oh, they, I want to vote for Donald Trump because he speaks his mind. What kind of? How does that even make him fit? Like anybody could speak their mind. Exactly. I'm pretty sure a lot of these candidates are speaking their mind. This is what they're doing. This is what this is what America is going towards. They call this thing. They call it PC talk or whatever. He's uh-huh. he's not PC. But the thing is, God forbid you don't call somebody out of their name. You're right. God forbid you you treat people with respect because that's what that's what being politically correct means. Treating people with respect. You've been getting treated with respect for lots of years, so now it's other people's turn to get treated with respect, and now all of a sudden it's a problem. If you go to if you go to um if you go to Burger King and the person at Burger King call you a fat motherfucker, you're gonna get mad, right? Mm-hmm. But you want the president, but you want the president out here calling people fat motherfuckers and all this other stuff. It's like, man, y'all y'all gotta get y'all gotta get with it. I don't know what the hell y'all doing, but y'all gotta get out of that. You notice how people um go along with just anything like let's just say you know donald trump is donald trump and then he goes and does something for charity people are gonna be like oh donald trump you know the Man, fuck? i seen a fucking little girl and i'm so i feel so sorry for her because she you got little children crying for Donald Trump, man. He had a rally in um in Georgia, and it was like all the um white supremacists with their um Confederate flag, Confederate flags. And this one man took it so far. He was he thought he was really fresh. He just woke up in the morning like I'm get super fresh on him. This man had a Confederate flag jacket on, just like it's this it's this joke. The joke goes, you ever knows that the white supremacists are never supreme. Anything they do, like they look, they like they the bottom of the they the bottom of the wrong to some talking about some overtaking the city and whatever. Ooh, that got really country. But yeah, anyway, you can always tell if you're on the wrong side of history by the people that supporting the cause that you're supporting. Mm. Got this <laughs> is black kid. Oh my god, his parents are like at a oh at a Donald Trump rally. They're smiling and he's just like. <sighs> Why the fuck am I here? Mind you, you can tell he you can tell he goes to supercuts because his 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 um his lineup is all kind of fucked up. Like he ain't <laughs> got no lineup. It's like they cut his hair with scissors. Oh my god. 
Pray for the youth, man. Pray for the youth. Pray for the youth because they out here with just Donald. They out here with Donald Trump rallies. Man. The KKK done showed up to um to one of Donald Trump rallies stabbing people. Oh, I know. I heard about that. Wasn't it three people that got stabbed in one like in uh, critical condition? Yeah, but you know, we Donald Trump speaks his mind, so we're gonna vote. Man, you don't give a fuck. You know something personally? You don't need a president that speaks his mind all the time. Oh, personally, I'm convinced they already know who they're gonna select. It's just a matter of time. They're just wasting space until you know listen, that day comes. Listen. No, fuck that. I, I normally think that every year and I vote anyway, but fuck that. Bernie Sanders getting I'm Bernie Sanders getting out this motherfucker because I'm voting for him in the um in the primaries. He better got there and get out there and win this goddamn election. Cause we cannot have Hillary and we cannot have Donald. And I'll go on Hillary at another time. Man. She needs her own podcast. <laughs> right. Well, we already gave one, remember? The um okay. <laughs> Molly Cyrus of the Democratic Party. Now I'm feeling bad for Molly Cyrus because that's a disrespectful to her. <laughs> something else. We haven't heard from her in the news lately. <laughs> she chilling out ever since um nigga Minaj hit her with that. Yo, Molly, what's good? What's <laughs> that? Said, huh? Ever since that, she been yo, she really been ghost. I, nigga Minaj got a shook. She fell back quick. <laughs> yo, she was like, fuck this shit. I don't want it. No. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. But anyways, you know who else is an idiot? Who? <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, that's that's like say Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, the boxing champion. This man sent shockwaves through his native Philippines after claiming that gay people are worse than animals. Mm. That did not come out of my mouth. That came out of his. Mm. Um, he's imper- apparently running for a seat in his country's Senate, made mm. the eyebrow-raising comments while speaking out against same-sex marriage in a February 15th interview with Filipino television station TV5. And his quote, he says, will you see animals where male is to male and female is to female? The animals are better. The 30-year-old boxer who is a conservative Christian said in the interview, according to CNN, they know how to dis- distinguish male from female. If we approve of male on male, female on female, then man is worse than animals. <sighs> Goodness gracious! First off, I'm 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 just trying to figure out why they aired this, like the Filipino television. No, please, please, no! I all always air on the side of stupidity. When people say stupid shit, document it because I want to know who I'm fucking with. <laughs> like I don't want to be here cheering for somebody that secretly hates people. I mean that's true. I I get it, but that's so, such a disgrace. Like, oh my goodness, people are unbelievable with their comments. Like you can you can state your opinion without being so disgusting with it. You but know what the I mean? Opinion, but the opinion. But the thing about his opinion is it's not even factually true. Animals, right. 
animals have sex with each other all the time. Males have sex with males in the in the um in nature all the time. A simple a simple like did you not pay attention in in science? Like what right. the fuck? Man? Like they have sex with each other all the time. That is a known thing. They have done studies that animals can be gay. Like, like what the fuck? Exactly. Art, do, you, art, do you see animals like you outside looking at them constantly or some shit? Right. Aren't some animals actually just male? Like um, the seahorse or like the ladybug? I don't know if I'm mistaken, but I... I <laughs> See, exactly. Like, man, people, animals out here having sex with each other. But this is the this is one thing I want to point out. A lot of people are saying, oh, but he has this right to freedom of speech because you know Nike came along and Nike said we don't want no part of this shit. I mean, his um his homophobia is his homophobia. Don't put it on us. Don't put it on anybody else in our company. That is his dumb ass. It is not us. And people going that's just freedom of speech. One thing for one thing. Freedom of speech applies to American citizens. Manny Pacquiao's from the Philippines. Secondly, <laughs> freedom of speech is the right to communicate one's opinion and ideas without the fear of government retaliation or censorship. The government don't give a fuck. The government didn't step in and say, oh, you're going to jail for that. Right. Nike, a private entity, said that we do not want this to be a part of us. You have a morale clause. If you violate a morale clause, you get dumped from it. You get dumped from the company. Mm-mm-mm. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want to say, but the actions that come after it is just what comes after. You can't you can't go, oh I'm tired to say my opinion and nobody's tired to say anything back. No, we can say something back. Right. You may be followed by a punch sometimes, but that's just the risk you take when you say stupid shit. You can't say stupid shit and then hide behind the veil of freedom of speech because freedom of speech doesn't even apply to what you're talking about because you weren't even in America when you said it and you're not in the stands and you're not going to jail for it. So you got your free you got what you wanted. They you got your freedom of speech. Just like that person was free to comment, that stupid ass comment, and then get checked for it and then get mad when they got checked for it. <laughs> and you know you know something we always go back to this, but these whatever celebrities people on tv in general like when you sign a contract to be on tv or whatever you know on in media you have no opinion you you sign a contract so you sign you basically a puppet for these contracts so you can't just say anything that comes out of your mouth like you have to think before you speak or else well, who you're gonna... cares? no what? Like no, no, not you. I'm talking about like, what, what possessed you to go? They're worse than animals. You could, you could. A person. I'm all for gay marriage. I'm all for gay people. But if you would have been like, well, I personally don't believe it's okay, but I don't hate them for it. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you about that. But then you, then you go and jump out the meat rack and talk about they worse than animals. Do you see animals doing this? Yes. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Like maybe you should watch the Discovery Channel something. They they have a whole channel on TV called Animal Planet where you can watch animals and you can learn about animals. Obviously, in the Philippines, you ain't learning shit. You don't even learn how to fight because you be getting your ass knocked out all the time. I don't even like Floyd Mayweather, but you ran, but you can even beat Floyd Mayweather. 
Nobody beat Floyd Mayweather, to be correct. I, but I'm, I'm giving him his boxing respect. Nobody can beat Floyd Mayweather. But you rant, but you need, man, please. But you know what's even more uh, crazy about this is the fact that they had to point out that he's a conservative, conservative Christian. Like, what does his religion have to do with his opinion? Man, fuck his religion, because fuck, fuck Georgia for this bullshit. They, try, they passed a law. Just hopefully get they hopefully get rejected, but they passed it for the time being. Where like in Georgia, they say if you're a conservative Christian and you think you know gay people are worse than dogs and animals or whatever, that you can refuse service to these people. What? Yes, it is. It is a bill that's trying to get passed in Georgia. I think it got passed, but it's trying to get thrown out in Georgia. But it's crazy. Like we as a society has to come together and realize that what they're doing. It's fucked up. You cannot put you. You cannot hide behind religion to promote your hate, because that's all it is. Is hate. Because I can make a religion tomorrow. Oh, people that wear red shirts, they can't come to my restaurant. Well, you got to respect it, because that's my religion, right? Like y'all, y'all only made that law because of people like Kim Davis that don't want to give marriage licenses to um gay people. Isn't it crazy? Because. Isn't like Georgia have they have a lot of you know gay people? They said it, they said that Georgia's um the home of the gay dudes. I don't I don't I don't know. They always they've been saying it since I was like in high school, but I don't know. I never really noticed. Maybe maybe because I'm be walking around like, are you gay? Are you gay? Hey, bro, you gay, bro? I don't really. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta walk around like I don't walk around asking people are they gay. So I don't know. I don't, I don't. I never noticed it, but yeah, they say that we the gay capital. You know, gay Atlanta is what they some people say. But I don't. I don't really like. I don't notice it. I don't know. But yeah, it is. Which is which is why the law probably would be put in place here because it's a lot of it's a due to the heavily gay population. They're trying to discriminate against a large group of people, so they're trying it out in Georgia. In a Bible oh, thump yeah. country, doesn't like man. It's like I, I love my I love my state, but come, I love my state, but I love the people in the state, not the legislation. Like, come on, please, don't make us. Look. We already, we already in the South. You making us look bad? They already think people in the South are ignorant, and all you doing is perpetuating the stereotype with this bullshit. If you don't want to serve gay people, here's the thing: don't have a restaurant, don't have a, don't have a clothing store, don't. Don't go into a. I never understood this. Why go into a business where you know you got to interact with people of different ethnicities every day? Exactly. If you if you're a bigot. What the fuck? Exactly. That's like me hating. That's like me hating women, but working a shoe, working a women's shoe store. Yeah. Talk to me. But onto the, onto the speaking of speaking of that speaking of that hit the high note again. <laughs> I'm sick, man. Let's just get past that. <laughs> oh, now I almost got to sing again. That boy, <laughs> that motherfucker Kanye West. That motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> he took us to church with that life of Pablo. Man. Mm-mm-mm. I think, I think his daughter is, is, is a, a good influence in his life now. <laughs> Man, cause like the joke, the running joke used to be that um he made great music under Amber. He made my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. under when he was with um Amber Rose. He ain't got no fucking using your sobriety. Stupid. What the fuck do I know? I'm just a shot town nigga with a nice flow. 
in the new BB5. So, so much hate. I woke up to see Pablo. But anyway, Life of Pablo is actually Kim Kim Kardashian trying to get her run nicer. Because Life of Pablo is actually pretty good. That man, that man through Kurt Franklin, Kelly Price, and then switched it up and came up with Chance the Rapper with some little girl from Vine to my she don't want no devils in the house, Lord. <laughs> we just want the lie. Like, and then uh, was that was that um, Baby West the one that was saying Hallelujah? That was the baby from Vine. Oh, <laughs> yes, Lord. We don't want no devils in the house, Lord. We want the lie. But Kurt Franklin came on, and then I started repenting for sins I didn't even commit. I was like, Lord, I remember, in fifth, grade, I remember in fifth grade, I was in the store, and I ate a grape, but you're supposed to eat the grapes, because you know the grapes, they sell the grapes, and I ate a grape. Lord, I would repent for that sin. This one time, my mom told me I can't have no Kool-Aid, but I was like, forget her, Lord. I told her, forget her. I, I, She was walking away when I said it, but she ain't here. But I was like, forget her, Lord. You know what I did? I got some Kool-Aid, and I got a cookie. So I want to repeat. <laughs> Kurt Franklin had a repeat, because he came out of nowhere. Because they, they had this photo of him in the studio with two chains, Andre 3000. I was like, what did Erica about do that? Who didn't say they're going to be Lil Wayne? But anyway, I was like, that's a odd picture. <laughs> And like two chains of like playing music and Kanye West like standing on top of the um the table and Kurt Franklin just like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and then when you hear the song, you're like, we on the ultra light beam. We on the ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. That oh my god, it sounds so amazing in the speakers. Cause that's a round sound where they're going, we on the ultra oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk motherfucker. I shouldn't say Kirk and motherfucker and Franklin in the same sentence. I'm going <laughs> well, you remember, here. you know that he doesn't do gospel songs anymore, right? Oh, I see. I don't know. I'll be keeping up with Kirk, man. Kirk, pl- yeah, because he, he be having sweet pussy side eggs. <laughs> oh and off on the flood sides. <laughs> <You know, laughs> I don't know much about the drug game, but I imagine you shouldn't run off on the plug, man. Do not run off on the plug. He will hit you, and I imagine he will fuck you up. You could be the run off on the ran off on the plug. Boom, 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 boom. Nigga be shot. I'm all in the hospital shot. Don't run off. Listen to me. I don't know nothing about the drug game, but I imagine that if you take somebody's, if you take somebody's drugs and you run off, you ain't gonna be running no more. He's gonna be looking like us when we were driving off from the projects. Oh my god! Let me let me tell y'all about this month. Let me tell y'all about her. So, everybody been to Atlanta. Y'all been to Atlanta. You know, like when you're going towards Zoo Atlanta, if you get off before before if you get off the highway, the expressway. If you get off the expressway before you reach Zoo Atlanta, you know you're in the hood. So. We get off before we go to Zoo Atlanta because we wasn't going to Zoo Atlanta. We was going to Central Park. So we get off before we, we was we was going the wrong way. I wasn't paying attention. So we get off and we in the hood. Like y'all know what um y'all know the flea market that where running shoot used to be. I'm talking to y'all like I go respond back. But basically, it's over there by Green Bar. We we this we by Green Bar Mall, y'all. We by Green Bar Mall, the hood. <laughs> Franklin Douglas High School, Franklin Douglas High School, where T.I. went to. The hood. 
So <laughs> I go into the um my me and my brother go into the um gas station and she on the phone with her mom. My uncle. Uncle. She on the phone with her uncle. We come out and it do say something to us. I didn't hear it. My brother's like, he'll try to sell some weed or something. And then we get in the car. We're like, okay, we okay, let's go. Cause it was already in the dude in the store mean mugging us. So I'm like, okay, let's go. She just on the phone. Like, okay, let's go. Mine just pouring down raining. Okay, let's go. She's just still on the phone. Now I go. I think I went, are you gonna drive? Cause the dude started walking toward the car. I'm like, man, we're gonna fucking die. I'm like, yo, we about to die. We about to die. I got us out of there though, right? And then I went on a one-way street the opposite direction. <laughs> she drives like go go speed racer. She be, oh my god, she be you you swear it's like a race to you swear it's like in a NASCAR race. <laughs> Mind y'all, that was my first time ever going to Atlanta, but it was hilarious because we were going on this one way street and we're like, why are cars coming <laughs> towards us? What was that? What was that? Arena and um, they, they need to if. The cones are so weird at Fiddles Arena. If you make a turn, if you make a turn and you're not paying attention, you could be going down the wrong street. So we was going down the wrong street and the cop yelling at us, hey, wrong way. And we weren't paying the cop no attention because we just, we just gone. We just know we good. We just escaped death. We just escaped death. We winged them drug those didn't shoot us up, then robbed and then take the truck and then. So we just know we escaped death. We just in the, we just in the truck. Wrong way. Hey, what they cop yelling about? You know, we were looking at the people on the side while they're waving at us. I'm like, oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> they thought we were some celebrities. Like, oh, maybe they know us. <laughs> what the fuck they know us? <laughs> that was hilarious. And you're in the back seat with your brother bouncing up and down because I was trying to get out of there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo. Oh, that Yo. was hilarious. Speaking of trap, he actually got some trap music on there. It's this song called Pan. Yo, it's this dude called Designer, and he sounds just like Future. You haven't heard this song? He got like, I got guns in Atlanta. Then it's in the panel. No. I can't do trap music. Yo, man, he sounds just like Future. So I'm listening to this song. It's like, um, it's the song after the bleach and the ass. Okay. <laughs> Kanye OS goes. You know, after Kurt Franklin done blessed us. We we all done repent. We done repented for all our sins in this world. Lord done came down. He done said, I forgive you, Javars. I forgive you, Jesus Shuttlesworth. I love your name. It's Jesus Shuttlesworth. I love Jesus. You're G. You're kind of like, not kind of like, but sort of like Jesus. Just name, just name adjacent. Not not actually Jesus. Boy, you can't do nothing like Jesus can do. But anyway, I wish I could walk on water. Oh. I had to get off the boat so I can walk on water. Shout out to Jay-Z. If I could walk on water, I'll be saying that all the Yeah, God, it's good. It's a good thing that I don't walk on water because I've been down it. I'd have ran it and joked to the ground. <laughs> I had to get off the boat so I could walk on water. But anyway, so at the um Kurt Franklin um, blessed us and stuff. <sighs> Kanye motherfucking West. Kanye motherfucking West. It's new his other song goes, um, If young Metro don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. Get it for morning, 
in some Monday day. You're like, oh, some more church because it sounds like some church. This kid cut it singing. He's like, I just want to feel liberated. If I, you know, you know, you know, kid cut it singing. Like, oh, shit, it's good, cut It's good, cut Then, then, um, Kanye West goes, I just fuck if I just fuck this model, what? And she just bleached her asshole. Hold on. If I get bleach on my t shirt, what, what, what? I'm gonna feel like an asshole. We just went from praising the Lord. We went from the gospel album to yes, the life of Pablo to if I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole. If I get bleach on my t shirt, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. I was high when I met her. We was down in Tribeca. She got on your skin again. Oh my god. <laughs> I love how like he's doing he's singing all this. He's like, if I is it, you know, oh my god. It's but it's great. Like it's like you because he catches because when he first said it, because I first heard it at the fashion show. So when he first said it, when you first hear it, you're like, oh. Then when you hear it again, it's like, damn, this song good. Beautiful, like that's how great it is. Like it's so, it's such a great song that you don't even know that he said he's fucking a model that bleached the asshole. And get, you know, it's like a, it's that's a that's a really Kanye West line that if I fuck a model, she just bleached the asshole. It's like when he um like on Jesus walks, we go, y'all eat pieces of shit. Like he like he say we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, huh? Y'all eat pieces of shit. <laughs> like it's one of those Kanye West lines where he like was joking, was joking. But he's like right. saying the most serious way. So like, <laughs> he got this one love. The fuck my life. Uh, fuck my life. I ain't leak it, so I can say it. Fuck my life. Got this old, the old the original version. It's um, it's it's better than it's better than the album version. But the album version is good too. But he has this song where he goes, um, I told you, I text you four times. I text you four times to not text me, ho. Oh. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> He goes, like, what? How you gonna text somebody four times to not text you, ho? He said, I text you four times not to, to text me, ho. I think somebody asked him, like I explained it, like I explained to her, the other girl, why I text you four times not to text me, ho. He said, <laughs> I told you, I told you four times don't text me, ho. Now I'm finna lose all self control. You ain't finna be raising your voice at me, especially when I'm in the Giuseppe store. I'm gonna have the last laugh in the end because I'm from a track. I check a hoe. Like, the fucking lies on this shit is so funny. Like, it's Kanye West funny. Oh my God. The, <laughs> album, the album is the album is magnificent. He got the, he, you know, you, I'll let you, you, everybody already know about the, on um, the title Swift. Rihanna comes on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because this is a song after the bleach and the assholes or whatever. Uh huh. Rihanna goes, you know, I can, you know, she got this line, I can hardly understand the love we and everything. She goes, I just, I, all I remember is the end when she goes, I just wanted you to know. Then it goes, Woo! Did the Swiss Beats production come on? It goes, To all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that B word famous. Then, uh, then in case you didn't hear it, Swiss Beats go, God. Damn! Then he go. Then he, then he goes. In case y'all didn't hear, I made that B word famous. Then 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 this Swiss B just during the fire. Talk that talk, man. <laughs> so tall the girls they got dick from Kanye West. When you see him in the streets, give them Kanye best. Why they mad? They ain't famous. Oh my god. <laughs>
<laughs> Your man in the store tried to try his best, but he still can't seem to get Kanye fresh. Oh my god. The album is amazing. The album is honestly amazing because he got on this song with Young Thug, Kelly Price again, and Elder Barge on the damn. Oh my god, he got Elder Barge on the song, bro. <laughs> Elder Barge, oh. Elder Barge, and Young Thug. Man, I always said that Young Thug would be amazing. He'll be amazing singer if he just do hooks. I don't right. like his music because I don't understand what the hell he be saying. <laughs> Lifestyle, we be getting the candy. Like what, bro? Like that's best Okay, I'm not gonna dislike that. Shout out to Young Thug, Young Time representative. But yeah, Kanye West actually doesn't give himself enough credit for what he does in the music game because I was thinking like he um I haven't seen this much growth album to album like all the bullshit aside. I haven't seen this much growth album to album since Bowie. Like anybody that knows Bowie know that's a strong comparison because Bowie used to switch his style up for fun. Well. Kanye West is singing on his album like 808 and Heartbreak, only it's 808 and more up-tempo music. Like I always I always make this joke about um future. I say the future sounds like a, a sped up version of 808 and Heartbreak. Only if you talk about drugs and lean and how you left Sierra for the dirty. <laughs> you know, like like does does future not sound like a, a sped up version of 808 and yep. Heartbreak? <laughs> only, only talking about drugs, singing off key. Auto tuned up, especially if you listen to. I swear, if okay, if you get if you get a person that never listened to um, never listened to a Kanye West song, and you just play them amazing. If okay, you find a, a future fan, which probably wouldn't be that hard. They never listen to a Kanye West song, except for the future song that's featured Kanye West that that whatever trophies or whatever, and then you play them. It's amazing. I'm the reason. Everybody fired up this evening. I'm exhausted, barely breathing, holding on to it. I'm believing. No matter what, I can, I I was about to, I wasn't gonna play myself and try to sing that off key. I had to go sing it in key. But y'all know the song "Amazing," you know, so amazing, it's amazing. Damn, I made that song sound good. But um, if you play that song for them, they'll sweat. They'll sweat Kanye West is copying from Future, even though that song came out in two thousand eight. Right. They'll sweat. They'll sweat. They'll sweat. Um, he copycat of Future. They'll sweat. He can't he copycat of Future, even though that song came out way before Future came about. But yeah, that's how much he influenced the culture. Like he said on Twitter, he was like, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a legend in two in two generations. I'm Michael Jordan and Steph Curry." And I was like, "That's a great comparison." Like he likes he like um he got this one line on um the life of Pablo. Um Steve Jobs missed with Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. He actually is not giving himself enough credit. Because Steve Jobs is great and all, but Steve Wozniak was the actual brainchild behind it. Was the actual brainchild. He did all the work. Steve mm-hmm. Jobs is just the front man. Kanye West is more than the front man. Kanye West makes the beats. He um comes up with the visuals. He doesn't design. Yeah, he doesn't design. Yeah, he doesn't design a lot of album covers. Nicki Minaj, Two Chains, Tiger. He came up with a six D screen experience, like six six screens showing one movie at one. At one oh my god! Y'all. So <laughs> Kanye West is not actually giving himself enough credit. Like people think he's cocky. He's not even giving himself the just do that he deserves. Mm-hmm. 
that man changes. He changes styles for fun. Like, can you imagine if he was serious? <laughs> right? Like, if, if Kanye West would stop making the Adidas stuff, he would be that music. Because Kanye West, um, you can tell this album was made in the, this album was made in a short period of time. Like Kanye West has been notoriously known to take a long time to produce albums. Cause like the song Stronger, he mixed on 20 different mixers. 50 times he mixed that album. He mixed that one song. And then after he put it out, he took it to Timbaland to fix the drums because he said he was in the club and he don't like the way the drums sound. Personally, wow. I think Kanye, I think Kanye West's problem is the bass. Mm-hmm. But I'm from the I'm sorry, but I'm from the South. So whenever I hear whenever I hear a song and it got some bass in it, I always think about um I always think about the South bass and it just right. <laughs> you know, that's what he needed to do. He should have asked um little John to come in and do the oh my god. The bass, okay, let me explain it, y'all. The bass on um the bass on Blood on the Leaves is a perfect example of how his his bass could sound. Mm-hmm. If he knew what the hell he was doing in that department, like no this, no this, because he's from up north. He he was born in Georgia, like he was born in Atlanta, but he's from uh, he's from Chicago, so he don't know nothing about that base. He don't know nothing about that base. So <laughs> we gonna give him a pass. He gonna give him a pass. He's still a genius. He's still a genius. Like he got this one. He got this one line. Like name one genius that ain't crazy. He's right. He's. I'm sorry, but just, just because you call yourself a genius does not make you does not make you not a genius. He is a genius. Let's get it. Let's get it understood. Fake, y'all can keep that fake. Y'all can keep that fake modesty shit. I don't want that. I want. I want realness. Right. Be real. Be real. <laughs> he put together. He put together. He put together a great album. I appreciate it. But he fucked us over on thirty. Um, thirty hours though. You think so? Yes. Cause um, I remember I got a um. Ooh, I ain't gonna say it. But I. I remember. I, Somebody in the camp, I would say, somebody in the Kanye West camp had let me hear an earlier version of 30 Hours. It had a different beat to it. But they didn't let me hear, but they didn't let me hear this part about to complain about. He he has this one part in 30 Hours where he's rapping, and then he goes, you know, he's going, 30 Hours. He goes, um, Three Stacks, help me out on this. And I'm like, Three Stacks, let's go, let's go. The hook going, 30 Hours. I'm like, oh, shit, Andre about to get it. Andre, Andre, Andre comes on. He goes, 30 hours. He got Andre 3000 on a damn song just saying, 30 hours. <laughs> I was so fucking mad at Kaye. That's all he said the whole time? Yes. 30 hours. Because that's the end of the song. Like, Kanye West, like, this goes back to, like, um... The college dropout, like last call, like it was kind of like last call. Like on last call, he has um, he has a song in the beginning, like here's to the rock, you know, I push miracle with that other shit. And then he tells the story about how he got signed to Rockefeller. It's like a 14 minute song, but it's pretty good because like he got Jay and Dane and shit. Like I almost didn't get signed, and no, I didn't get signed. I originally wasn't gonna sign to Rockefeller, then Rockefeller um ended up scooping me at the end. I don't want to spoil the story for y'all, so y'all can go listen to it. Cause it's, it's actually a good read. To, I can't I can't do it justice, so I won't do it. But he has something like that similar on um the college dropout. So on thirty so on thirty hours after he get done doing his rap or whatever, I guess he was going to write another um verse because you can hear him spitting it because it was like I um I was going to sh- you know 
I got to beat him at the school, beat him, beat him, whoop his ass at school just to show I got class. So like he had, like he had like another. That's a clever ass line, by the way. <laughs> whoop him at the school just to show him I got class. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't feeling me. But um, so. So after that, he's just giving shout outs and shit with when Andre going 30 yeah, because it's because it's because the um the, the um the hook goes 30 hours. That's the that's the whole hook because it's basically on uh, you driving 30 hours, basically. You know, you're in an argument with your girl or whatever. You're in an argument with the person, the open relationship or some shit. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a story. It's a story song. It's a story song about whooping my ass. You mad at the girl you you in your open relationship with. She done, she done um got with a dude and you ain't appreciative of that because your open relationship consisted of you fucking with me and she ain't fucking nobody your open relationship. So that's what the story so that's what the song about basically. So the okay. album all in all the album is amazing because it um the album is so great that like a again I didn't leak it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the original version came out and it had, it still had the Frank Ocean and my man Frank Ocean on there. The way you go, Frank Ocean been so goddamn ghost on him, bro. Right? Where is he? <laughs> no clue. But Don C, if you listening, tell Kanye right now. I said it on Twitter, but I don't think he's seen it on Twitter. He has an open invitation to the podcast anytime you want to come on. Anytime, come on up, hang out. You know, shoot the shit with us. Cause I don't know, I, but I I want I want like the rock thing, and I don't, I don't want like when I interviewed him and it was like more civil. I don't, I don't want the calm Kanye. I want the turned up Kanye. They said that he got his he got his um he got his interview voice on. <laughs> I don't want that one. But yeah, um, cause that that all day. But anyway, they yeah, that all day remix. Um, the all day remix with Kendrick Lamar. That's yeah, pretty good. But yo. I can't get over the fact that Janelle is going to be a superstar basketball player. I know, right? This is her newfound, I don't know, talent. I don't know what you want to call it. Glorious activity. (laughs) So, yeah, this director um, pulls me to the side before I picked Janelle Jacob up. And he was like, I need you to get a basketball for Janelle to play at home. And I'm like, we live in an apartment. She can't play basketball inside the apartment. He was like, no, <laughs> listen to me. Let her sit down and let her just throw it in the air so she can get used to the motion. He said, you may have an athlete on your hands. And so ever since then, Janelle has been obsessed with basketball. And even her teacher, her third grade teacher, shout out to her teacher. Um, got her a book about basketball and that that was really nice it is so sweet <laughs> and i'm i'm over here she texts me this she texts me something about i don't even know how the hell we got the basketball i'm like wait my princess my, <laughs> oh my god my princess want to play basketball because i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna push sports on the and on the jj's they want to play cool but i want to be like that person that's like Oh, since I was good at it, you got to be good at it, and you're going to play, and I'm going to push you. I'm like, oh my fucking god, wait a minute, Janelle's good at basketball, man. <laughs> That's better than hearing that your princess is better. better. I've been thinking about that all day, all day. Yeah. I've been thinking about it since then. I'm like, man, 
Oh my God. I'm, I'm like, not oh. trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. Honestly, I'm not trying to brag. I just feel that I'm way too what blessed. That? I'm with... bragging. Janelle's the motherfucking goddamn basketball player. But it's not just basketball. Anything she like basically touches her hand on, like she's got cooking down, she's got basketball down, she's got um drawing down, don't dancing. Forget, don't forget she killed the um Louisville fashion show. Right. And and um she, she loves dancing and she's really good at it. I don't know where she got half the moves from, like, you know, making one like sit your ass down, like <laughs> no, no, we no twerk, no twerk. We ain't twerking out here in these streets. Bro. No, it's not twerking, but she 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 dances. Her her dance moves make her seem older than she is, but it's not like provocative. It's just the way that's how professional, like she she looks like a professional dancer. It's so weird. Yeah. And I don't maybe because I'm our mother, it makes me feel some kind of way. You know, she's only eight. <laughs> So, <laughs> she's gonna need some, but yes, yes, make sure she watched those Elena Della Dunn, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Shell Miller. Oh my god, I'm getting crunk. <laughs> oh my god, yo, if this is one thing I, lo- I, lo- I love, um, I because lo- I always want to coach, um, women's basketball because it's more fluidity in the game. Like with women, you get you get on the court and they'll listen to you because. When you can't when when you eliminate dunking altogether, like most women can't dunk. So when you take away dunking, you have to you have to be more skilled in your position. Like I don't want to veer off topic, but for the people that's listening, Elena Deladon, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, they can go into the NBA right now and dominate because of how great they are with their skills. Like a lot of women, they're just big and they can put it up. But when you're a guard. When you're a guard and all you have to rely on is your handles, Maya Moore, also Maya Moore, hometown love, Maya Moore, she's the dominant person. She's dominant too. Okay, I'm going to figure out topic. But, yes, just know the WNBA is real and they can play basketball. And I can't wait for Janelle to represent the U.S. of A. in the Olympics playing basketball. <laughs> like, that's my baby. See, oh man, she don't want me to come to the game. Get yeah. up, get up. Jacob in the background too. Good, you know. <laughs> I used to go to my brother's game yelling at people. Well, I, I let me take the back. I wasn't. I didn't yell at people. I used to yell at my brother. Like you, I, I yeah. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep it on composure. I don't yell at people, but I don't. I'm not one of those people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep it on composure. <laughs> I never tell people they don't know how to do their job. Right. A lot of people don't know what they're doing when it comes to basketball. Got in the wrong way. And for all you parents out there that's listening, a great skill that I learned when I was younger is to dribble. A, it, it sounds silly to say, but if you're dribbling a tennis ball, when you get a basketball in your hand, it becomes easier to handle because you're so used to handling a tiny ball like a tennis ball that your handles will be on point when you get that basketball in your hand. So... That's a little tip right there. I don't want. I want to turn this to like a sports podcast, but you know, get, the, get, the, get your children a tennis ball, dribble, dribble it. If you really want to be intense with it, you can dribble it in the fucking grass, because you know it don't really bounce in the grass. So you gotta really dribble. Yeah, it's. You have to really be serious about basketball. They want to do. I got to do. I coach you to make us dribble them in the dirt. I hated him. 
but it was a great episode. Because it was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. But my hand was on point, though. Cross them up like I. <laughs> okay. Now, we, we left you guys last week. I'm sorry, guys and girls. We left you guys last week. And y'all was so micro. Yo, people be microaggression. People be having this microaggression on 10 when we miss the episode. They'll go like the. They'll, They'll un they'll unlike the um the podcast episode from last week the picture and uh-huh. then like in like the Wednesday that the podcast supposed to come out no my bad the Thursday the podcast the podcast gonna come out on Wednesday they'll go back and like the other podcast episode they'll uh-huh. unlike it like it like yeah motherfuckers where y'all at <laughs> instead, of just, instead of just saying hey where's the podcast this week people people um. So a whole bunch of microaggression, but yeah, we're here this week, and because of because we missed last week, and when this one comes out, Black History Month will be gone. But I still want to get this, this last lesson in for you guys. We're going to give it to you this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, are you? Yo, this Black History Month been lit. Like as the kids say, this Black History Month been lit. Yes, it we got has Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Chris Rock. Oh my god, you go. <laughs> the amount of salt that has accumulated because of um all this black pride has been amazing. <laughs> and that's just naming a few. That's just naming the mm-hmm. They got the Black Panther documentaries on T uh Black Panther documentary on TV. Man. Speaking of Black Panthers, I um I posted my um I posted my interview I did with a white panther. I posted that day. You go to planetofsancoin.com and you can see the um interview. He was giving his look, he was giving his backstory about what he um what he did within the organization. He has this photo of when he met um Huey Newton. He's um hanging around Huey Newton a lot because he was assistant to, to another man whose name I shall not say because I don't think I should say it. Anyway. That was the ooh. But yeah, y'all should go check it out. <laughs> Cause I don't be knowing who name be wanting to be said in certain places. So I I stop. Right. Okay. I don't know, because I be trying to put people on blast. That's why that's why they're so cryptic. But I know he allowed it to be on the um pod, not the podcast, the um the blogosphere. So y'all can go check that out, planetsanquan.com. Anyway, you ready for this lesson? Yes, I am so ready. Whew. Okay, normally our lessons, you know, normally our lessons being played in certain high schools, who names I should not say either because it's probably not part of their curriculum and then somebody might call a snitch. So we're going to say those names either. We're just going to say thank you to the high schools that's been playing them. This one, I don't know about this one being played because it's about to get nasty. <laughs> Real nasty. Hey, that's the way old people say nasty. It's about to get real nasty. But anyway... <laughs> I want to give y'all a little history. I think I figure we're going to close it out with a music lesson because everybody loves music. But I want to I want to tell you about the people who actually fought for your right to have this music that you guys love so much. Have you heard of the Two Live Crew? Yes. Yeah, I want to give y'all a history lesson. But a lot of y'all probably don't know who Two Live Crew is. We know us two do. But Two Live Crew it originally started in California with DJ Mr. Mix and Fresh Ice. Fresh Kid Ice—that's a horrible name. He's a <laughs> back then. If you didn't have a horrible rap name, you wasn't about shit. But anyway, 
So there was brothers, Dr. Mr. Mix <laughs> and Kid and Fresh Kid Ice. They um they was popping for a minute. Then they moved to Miami, Florida. In Miami, Florida, they met Luke Skywalker. Now, a lot of you young people might not know who Luke Skywalker is, but Luke Skywalker is Uncle Luke. Big booty hole, hump with that, with that, with that, with that. Hump that, hump that hooch mama. He number the hooch mama. Hump that, hump that hooch mama. I'm going to tell y'all right now, if you're offended by me reciting the lyrics to that one, just, just go ahead and turn the podcast off right now. So anyway, Uncle Luke, at the time, he signed them to a record deal, and then he became a manager, and then he became the lead vocalist. So two like crew, I mean two like crew. Uncle Luke, like I like what y'all got going on, man. I got to get involved in this. So he, so he gave them a record deal. He became the manager and the lead vocalist. Now, when I say two like crew was nasty, I'm talking about beyond hunt bad, hunt bad, hooch mama. You know, but a hooch mama. Yo, have you ever noticed in Friday that when Craig girlfriend called him, talking about some so her friend seen Craig at the movies or whatever. Did uh-huh. you notice that she had a dude in the bed with her? Yep. <laughs> I, I never noticed that to someone. I was like, you know, she had a. I think my mom pointed it out to me. I was <laughs> older. I was older when she pointed this out to me. Like, oh, your mom just punched it out. You watching that with your mom? Yes, it was like, it was like, you know, it's a dude and be in the bed with her, her or whatever. So, how you gonna talk? Who was the B word? I went with no B word. My girl says she seen you with the B. I ain't with no B. Like, accusing him of sleeping with somebody. You see, was you ever knows that Miss Parker didn't have no grass? <laughs> I didn't, bruh. I see this mean like Miss Parker was so fine. Nobody knows she had no grass. She wasn't watering no grass. She was watering the dirt. <laughs> hey, Miss Parker. When you gonna let me fuck, Miss Parker? What you say? Nothing. <laughs> like, Friday is a classic. I'm sorry. If you have not seen Friday before, then your life is not complete. Like, it's a, it's a movie for all races. Yep. Motherfucker said, "You got knocked the fuck out." Oh man, that was good. That was, that was good. That's uh, hey, Black History. That was the start of Chris Tucker right there. Friday, the movie Friday, yeah. when he started yeah. one of his first big role, one of his first big roles. Not like his first role, his first big role. Like to this day, most people probably know him for that role than anything else. <laughs> but anyway, back to Two Live Crew. I don't even know how I got to. Oh, yeah, hump that, hump that, hoochie mama. Okay, so two like crew was nasty. I told you I was nasty. They took nasty to like a new y'all think beat the pussy out like fight night was a, was a nasty song. Man, two like crew got this song that goes, Hey, we want some pussy. 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 Hey, Sixty-nine boy got this song that goes, "Yo, what's up?" Let's just say, let's just say, we sitting now, boy. Hey, what's up? You calling sixty-nine ready, yo? You want somebody dick? Like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I never know. I think that's that's the I think that's the beginning of um freaky dancer. He be like, "Hey, thanks for calling hot one on seven nine. You want somebody dick? Yeah, what, <laughs> what kind of shit?" <laughs> Like, oh my god, that's how that like that, that, that ain't got nothing to do with two like crew. I'm like, what the f-? I never knows how raunchy some songs are. You want somebody dick? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, you know, you know, they always find the ratchet ass women to be in like the um on the cause and mind you, we'll listen to this on tape, so you gotta rely on like he just we'll giggle, you know, we we young, we'll giggle. He said you want somebody dick. <laughs> it's so aggressive too. You want somebody dick? Like, oh shit. Damn, were you talking to me? No, no, sir. <laughs> I feel violated, man. Damn. <laughs> but but speaking of man, I don't get but yeah, two like crew nasty. They had they had the song We Want Some Pussy. So um it's this stupid ass line and there we go. I stick my dick in and my dick get stuck. Like and and the like the lines, like he would rap it just like like um kid ice fresh kid first kid fresh ice need a goddamn new name. Kid fresh. Fresh Kid Ice, whatever his damn name is, he need a new name. But yeah, he will rap it just like that and be they so serious in the video. I stick my dick in and my dick would get stuck. We like to run trains. We call it Amex, like some shit, like some stupid shit like that. But anyway, that's not even what the story is about. So that's so that that so that so as you can imagine, that's the you want to be with the lead single, we want some pussy. It went on to sell over 2 million records. This is so goddamn wrong, G. It was like, at this 2 million. 2 million. 2 million. People really wanted that raunchiness back in the day. Cause this was, this was, this was way back in the day. Like that was, that to be talking about, to be that obscene. Like nowadays it seems regular. Cause you know, um, you got you got um little webby girl give me that puss girl give me that you got Kurt Franklin calling some sleep puss um sleep puss Saturdays and shit calling some ooh girl what it's like she come out some her her puss at your pot like I say them more like taco bell oh my god but anyway Jamar stay on track Jesus stay on track Jesus okay so. As you would guess, when someone sells two million records, it reaches it reaches the suburbs. Now, if you ever seen the movie CB4, then you probably know the scene where um Jesus Christ, this is so raunchy. In the movie CB4, CB4 got a scene in the movie where like they got this song called Sweat on My Balls. <laughs> Cause it's a com it's a com you seen you seen CB4, right? Uh-huh. It's a, it's a comedy with Chris Rock. Hey, shout out to Chris Rock. It with Chris Rock or whatever, and it got uh, Sweat on My Balls. <laughs> and like the little suburban kid listed, like, Sweat on My Balls. Lick, 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 or some shit. But then the, um, and the governor, she, he goes, what are you listening to? Well, no, the parent goes, what are you listening to? Then he listened to it, and he goes, Sweat on My Balls. Sweat dripping down my balls. Balls, because it's a comedy. So he goes, what the fuck is this? So... That's a play. That's a playoff. What really happened in real life? Because not not sweat on my too loud crew to make a song. I'm surprised they didn't make a song called Sweat on My Balls. They make a song called Sweat on My Balls. But the Florida um the Florida governor deemed that the two live crew music was obscene actions and took uh, took and took legal action against it. Like they banned the music everywhere. Like it was obscene. It was obscene. Oh. A public obscenity. And they banned it everywhere. Like you couldn't get to Live Crew for a minute. But it could have sold more than two million if it wasn't for the hating ass governor of Florida at the time. Man. So this this is this is where it gets this is where it gets interesting. So days after it gets banned, a whole bunch of music stores 
It's like fuck this. We playing this. We like. We like. We like. We want some pussy. We gonna sell whatever fuck we want to sell. So this dude get dude get locked up. He gets locked up for selling two live crew. Can you imagine how gangster you is, man? <laughs> get locked up two live crew. But anyway, so Luke fights back for, on freedom of speech. And at first, in the first court, they lose. But then Luke, being that the smart businessman that he is, like Luke is a smart businessman. So Luke takes this up to the Supreme Court. They argue the case, you know, going back to freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. What I say freedom of speech was, I say freedom of speech is the right to communicate one's opinion and ideas without fear of government retaliation or censorship. I'm going to say it again. Luke argued on the grounds of freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is the right to communicate one's opinion and ideas without fear of government retaliation or censorship. So when he took it to the Supreme Court, can you imagine being in the Supreme Court like, man, I just want to talk about me running train <laughs> I stuck and it got stuck. Can you imagine can you being in court just arguing this? So what are your no. lyrics, sir? What are your lyrics, sir? Hump back, hump back, hoot your mama. She ain't nothing but a hoot your mama. Hump that, hump that, hump that, hoot your mama. She ain't nothing but a hoot your mama. Hump that, hump that, hoot your mama. Anyway, so they took it to court. The second time, and they won. They won on freedom of speech. You know, you cannot censor music. Music is for the people. They won in court. This they caught the eye of Bruce Springsteen. Now, if y'all know Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen is the polar opposite of Two Live Crew. If Two Live Crew is the devil, and Bruce Springsteen in this situation is is God. So God, like, okay, I like what y'all doing. If you want to name your album, because he had he had his album born in the USA, Luke came to him like, man, I want to name ours since we, you know, since we getting, you know, since we getting people getting arrested over our music and shit. I want to name ours um band in the USA. And he goes, Yeah, I like y'all. Bruce Springsteen likes um two lot crew. You can imagine him born in the USA. Pussy today. Yo, this is the most this this has to be the most raunchiest fucking history lesson in the light in the history ever. <laughs> but okay, so after that they get it, they get it, um, they get the um Supreme Court overrules overrules Miami and say that if they want if they want to talk about wanting some pussy, they can talk about wanting some pussy. And then it, you know, it gets overturned. And every now, whenever you buy a CD, and it has the um, parental advisory sticker on it, that's thanks to Two Live Crew because the government wanted raunchiness, aka a euphemism for rap. They wanted it out of here. They wanted it out of here. They didn't want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. We wanted you to talk about what we want to talk about. So we would have no straight out of Compton, the crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From a gang called Niggas with Attitude. Rap, please. I love how like they yeah, I know like I love how the song be like fuck the police, but he go, um when I when I when I get stomping, the police go out to carry me out or whatever. Like he's like, you got to call the police on me. You know, I don't like police. I might fuck you up and fuck the police up. <laughs> he said, AK, this how going out. 
The police gonna have to come and get me off your ass. That's how I'm going out. For you punk motherfuckers that's showing out, mix them in a phone book. What? It's motherfuckers. The ice cubes crazy as fuck. But anyway, so yeah, if it wasn't for two live crew, Uncle Luke, Uncle Luke to be exact, you wouldn't have nothing right now. You wouldn't have no rap. Rap would not exist. Or the rap that y'all like to listen to would not exist if it wasn't for Uncle Luke. So whenever you see Uncle Luke, you need to thank him. And I, I really feel like every record label that carries a rap artist, they should have to pay Uncle Luke. Rep- you know, they should have to pay Uncle Luke every year as a thank you. Like it don't have to be a huge amount, but I think a percentage of your sales each year should go to Uncle Luke. Shouldn't it not? He fought for you, or at mm-hmm. least acknowledge his fucking existence. Like a lot of these people. You probably ask these young people that be rapping about the guys that came before them when it comes in the rap game, and they don't need, they can't name one. You should know if you're a rapper, you should know Uncle Luke, especially if you, especially if your lyrics are is are explicit. He fought for you to have that right. Exactly. It's no you. It's no you without that man. That man fought for you because he had to fight. And you think this is the Asian nightmare, please? You out here fighting, bro? Bro, he took that to the Supreme Court. Was like, nope, you're not, you're not, you know, nope. We taking this to the Supreme Court. You mess me up. Okay. Another rap icon is Puff Daddy. Have you ever heard of Puff Daddy? Yes, sir. AKA Sean Combs. AKA P Diddy. AKA <laughs> Sean John. AKA Everything you want to call me, Puffy, Puff, Daddy. Sometimes I just say it in abbreviation because it means two different things to him. Sometimes I don't know. He got so many damn AKA, AKA, man, Puff Daddy got so many goddamn names. <laughs> Sean Puff. He probably, sometimes he calls, probably, he's probably calling himself Sean Daddy. <laughs> Puff Diddy. All kind of stuff. P. Anyway. You know, Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy, dad was an associate of Frank Lucas. If y'all don't know, Frank Lucas is a, um, Frank Lucas is a, um, a big drug kingpin from the 80s. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. You know, you know, you know, who um, watch this. I know, you know who Frank Lucas is. You remember the movie American Gangster? Yeah. That's Frank Lucas. Oh, well, he shot Itches Elba in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's his daddy. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, this not start that rumor. <laughs> Puff Daddy's daddy was it? No, Puff Daddy. Okay, I gotta say P. Diddy. P. Diddy daddy was an associate of Frank Lucas. Oh, <laughs> that's not getting confused. P. Diddy daddy was not Frank Lucas because then that mean his daddy was a. Ooh, Jesus Christ. He would handle shit a little differently. <laughs> when Bino got that, when Bino got that, Puff Daddy be motherfucking P. Lucas. But yeah, he never talks about it, but yeah, his um, his dad was associated with Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas was a bad motherfucker. I wouldn't get on his bad side. His mom was like, I, I know you sell drugs. Just don't lie to me and tell me you don't. He's like, Mom, I don't. Motherfucker, you, you in a big ass house. 
house probably worth a couple million. And your mama like, man, I know you sell drugs. You're like, man, no, I don't sell drugs. Cops got warrants and shit looking for you. Nah, mama, I don't sell drugs. I never asked you how we got this money, but you're not going to lie to me. I don't sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I won the lotto. I won the lotto, okay? We had this house. We had this house and all this money because I won the lotto, mom. He he didn't really say that in the movie, but I'm like, nigga, you don't stop lying to your mama. She's stupid. (laughs) Anyway, Puff Daddy got his name because as a child, he used to huff and puff when he got angry. (laughs) Take that, take that, take that. (laughs) When he, um, how Puffy got his start and, um, he used to throw parties. Howard, when he was in the Howard University, he used to throw parties. He eventually dropped out. He started working for Uptown Records. That's where he first met um, Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. And Mary J. Blige. I ain't gonna see no Mary J. Blige. I'm going down. Well, every Mary J. Blige song is always sad. <laughs> Not Mary all J. of them. Man, name one Mary J. Blige song that ain't sad. I'm fine. That's that's basically saying I'm fine. That's that um that's that black girl. I just spent 18 million years sad. She made that to the to the 2000s. She done spent she done spent the whole 90s depressed and shit. She's going through it, man. Bruh, between her and Keisha Cole, I don't know who got it worse when it comes to when it comes to songs. Like they just depressed, like goddamn. Like, like whoever this man is, he done strung you out for all these years. He must have up into bond. Okay, anyway, we, we passed the brunch part, Javars. Leave that behind. Okay, Mary J. Blige, you make nice music now. They always say somebody need to um break Kanye West's heart so we can get the best album of our life again. Because 808 Heartbreak or whatever. But um, yeah, then somebody need to, no, no, never mind. I don't wish that on Mary J. Blige. She in a nice place. Right. She on our soul sister t-shirt. So we're not gonna do her like that. I know, right? <laughs> Y'all go out and buy a soul sister t-shirt. But anyway, okay, so he's a throw parties. That's what he meant. You know, he's he's worked for Uptown Records, Uptown Records, Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell owed me something, but I ain't gonna say nothing. He know he owed me. It's not it's not money or nothing. It's an interview from a certain artist. But anyway, Andre Harrell ran Uptown Records and it got to a point where P. Diddy was basically running the company without running the company like people would flock to him. So under Harrell, to assert his power, he fired um, Puff Daddy. He said, Get, come in here, boy. I'm firing your ass. You out of here. Benito Paola. This is my company. I, I run Uptown Records. He don't even sound like that. So I don't even know I gave him that Jamaican accent. But yeah, he kicked him out of Uptown Records. He had enough of Puff Daddy. So Puff Daddy gets fired. And at this time, Puff Daddy had this this person he was gonna bring to Uptown Records. He had Biggie. Y'all heard of y'all heard of this book, this dude named Biggie Smalls? Notorious. No, notorious. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and Pepper and Heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on the wall. Every Friday is like, I let my tape pop to my pick. But I, <laughs> I, I, I had to catch myself. 
Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat, the man. Yo, Biggie Smalls, um, he's cool and all, but I still can't get over the, the line. You look so good, I suck your daddy's dick. Like, oh my god, what? What? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? I have never seen no girl. Yeah, you're a beautiful individual, but I've never looked at you and said I would suck her daddy's dick. I like, like, what kind of? Mm. Anyway, yeah, Big. And Craig Mack. I'm kicking brand new flavor in your ear. Got that brand new flavor in your ear. Craig Mack, 1000 degrees. You'll be on your knees and you'll be on the Anyway, he had those two. He had those two. So after two weeks after getting fired from um, Uptown Records, he needed, I think he actually thanked Andre Herrera later on in his life. After after um getting fired from um Uptown Records, he started Bad Boy Records. But that's not what I want to talk to y'all about. I want to talk to y'all about this thing that he invented. It's a format that a lot of rappers follow today. A lot of music artists follow today. When um Biggie used to always tell these stories, or he'll tell these stories about him and Big. They'd be in the studio, and Big would be making these records, and they're like really hardcore. You know um you know you know i'm kicking in the door the greatest you know the great story ever told well um he robs his nick he's fucking his nick's player girlfriend and um the, oh I, I i truly love big because what i'm about to say gonna make me sound like like besides me criticizing him somebody gonna suck a man dick this next statement gonna make me sound like i'm a big big hater but big story had the great the greatest story ever told is a um is a, is a song from him but it got so many holes in it first of all if you if you having sex with a Knicks girlfriend, a Knicks player girlfriend, that's a basketball player. And he's at the game. So he's, you know, the game's going on. So he's fucking, you know, so he ain't coming home. He's in the middle of the game, in the basketball game. So according to Big, the game gets rained out. Basketball games are played inside. So how do a basketball game get rained out? Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, anyway, so the dude come home. Um, he fucking the girl, and then it end up, it turns from fucking her till she goes, "Oh shit, my man's coming upstairs." And be like, "Fuck that, ain't no hoe." So he grabs his gun out, and he like, "If it's a problem, it's a problem." So he pointed at the dude, and he said, "The dude turned to a scrape punk." And then he given, he said, he said, "Man, you got whatever you want, man. You got this, whatever." He said he goes in the floor and like gives him a whole bunch of money, and he leaves or whatever, blah blah blah. So, you know, bigger have songs like that where it's like. It's really grimy. It's New York. It's rough. It's tough. You know, he's giving you these hardcore records. And then Puff 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 came through and he was like, I need you to give me a one more chance record. Like, I need you to give me something I can play to the radio, something the ladies will listen to. You know, some you always like he always felt like you needed that happy medium or you had the or you had the hardcore stuff on the album, but the singles were something that can make money and you can play on the radio. Mm. That's so yeah, you know he got that. So so yeah, that, and then he also, according to him, I think I, I, I give him credit. He invented he invented the remix. Like yeah, but not not the album, not the album. We invented the remix. But yeah, back in the day, he invented the remix because um, flavoring it is like one of the first remixes I've ever heard. But uh-huh. at the time, at the time, if you have a radio single in rotation, if you he thought he got smart about it, you can take a remix. The same, the same, the same beat. If you take that same beat, the radio program back in the day 
the 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 counter the um the the counter the sound scan the sound scan accounted as one song. So if you bring out the remix months later, because you know back in the, we done spoke about this, they used to run they used to run a single to the ground. So you'll hear a single for like six months before you got another song for them, if right. at all, if at all. So they'll run a the single for six months, then you get the remix. You get the remix for another six. So that are um let's say you have a hundred thousand radio radio plays on flavor in the air you come through with flavor in the air remix and they get a hundred or 150 so now you got two hundred fifty thousand, and it just counted as the one it's counted on the one song so like you're like god damn this song is blowing up i almost hit the bust around because you know the flavor go yeah 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 yo yo uh, blow dishes, Lamborghini. Yo, yo, L. Cool J used to be a rapper back in the day, in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> L. Cool J is so bad. He wore he wore a Fubu hat. This how popping L. Cool J is. He wore a Fubu hat in a Gap commercial. How you gonna wear another clothing brand in a clothing brand commercial? Bruh. Shout out to, shout out to, oh my god. <laughs> shout out to Fubu. Damon John. Damon John, they out there doing they doing they doing um 53 million a year in China. Black history fact, Fubu. But anyway, yeah. Um Puff Daddy actually was the first person to ever direct the Outcast video. Wow. Yeah, you because um Players Ball, Players uh-huh. Ball is the first. Um, Players Ball was the first Outcast video, and Puff Daddy directed it. Like a lot of people don't know, but um, P Diddy actually produced records too. Like he actually makes the music. Like, well, I know a lot of people think he's just the person that's yelling. Like it should not put it. You don't want the producer all up in your videos, you know, all up on your songs. But yeah, Diddy, Diddy actually, Diddy actually produces records. So when people somebody in the studio with Diddy, he actually produces records. Like if you if you listen closely or you watch the whole way that One Twelve came up, One Twelve was the shit under Diddy. When they left Diddy, they kind of fell off a little bit. But he produces he produces hits. Like he's responsible for a lot of stuff. Like you know, Jay Z shot him out on Put On. I like the way Put On starts. It goes. I don't need no T pain on my shit. I got this, you know, because that was around the time he made anti auto tune. This is anti auto tune, death of the ring tone. This ain't for iTunes. This ain't for sing alongs. This is Sinatra at the opera. Bring a blind, preferably with a fat ass who can sing a song. <laughs> oh, you know that song. You know Kanye West actually. Um, for some apparent reason, Kanye West had a problem with the song. That's why you ain't hear the song. It goes, "You niggas jeans too tight, your colors too bright, your flows too light." Ha. Oh. And you hear on Kanye West, it's too far. Like he, he told Kanye West in the studio, I'm not talking about you, but if you want to go and say that on there, then okay. Because you know, Kanye West also used auto tune at the time too. Hey, the way the heartbreak. So anyway, he put he put Diddy in his rap. So when you hear that rap, when you hear that, um, I put Marcy on the map, I put Booking on my back, I put Fatback on the charts, I put Biggie in my raps, I put Nas with Dev Jam, I let Diddy do my tracks, you know. So like he, um, <laughs> You know, so he went that, that shout out he gives Diddy, like Diddy really do do tracks. Like um Pusha T got the story about how the when they was in the studio, 
producing his producing Pusha T's latest album that he brought in Diddy and he would spit some of these hard these you know he'll spit these hard lines and Diddy is just look at him like yeah that's cool fam that's cool and he said it made him want to work harder so he said he got to one point where he was just giving it to him like song this song was amazing one of the songs was amazing he said Diddy got up and he just threw the glass across the room and like shattered on the floor or whatever. He was like, that's the shit I'm talking about. Dad, you know how Diddy, you know how Diddy go. You know, young, 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 that's the shit I'm talking about. So yeah, it's like, you gotta you gotta really work hard to impress Diddy and Pusha T impresses Diddy because we all know Pusha T. So yeah, so P. Diddy, P. Diddy actually did a lot of stuff. You know, Outkast, Outkast play a ball that's actually supposed to be a Chris, Outkast play a ball is actually a Christmas song. Oh, wow. All the players came from far and wide, wearing Astros and Braves, kicking them gangster vibes. Like what? Like I lay doot doot, I lay doot doot. I know you do something different than I'm used to, cause I'm a player doing what the the, the players do. When he goes, the packet store is closed. Okay, my day is ruined. This shit is ridiculous. You're talking about the packet store is closed on Christmas. Because one of the first songs Outkast did was a remix to um, a TLC song, and L.A. Reid was like, yo, we putting together a Christmas compilation for LaFace Records. You know, LaFace Records, L.A. Reid, and Babyface putting together LaFace Records. Black History Facts. You know, so they was like, we want um, Outkast. We want Outkast on there because um, the Dungeon Family, Organized Norse, had been pitching Outkast to L.A. Reid for the longest. L.A. Reid didn't know shit about rap. Because he came from a place of TLC, Ushers, you know, Michael Jackson. He got this, he got this one story about when he started working with Michael Jackson and that Tito Jackson had signed the um, L.A. Reid. And Tito Jackson moved to Atlanta to be closer to L.A. Reid. And here yeah. L.A. Reid goes. He, L.A. Reid, Tito Jackson uh, moved to Atlanta to be closer to L.A. Reid to work on his um, album. And L.A. Reid gives a call from Michael Jackson. He tells his story of how Michael Jackson... Michael J. He, well, I, Michael Jackson always been popping my through my life, and L.A. Reid's not a liar, so I believe him when he says it. But he was like, it was this one point where Michael Jackson went through this period where he wasn't hot because he had just he was like a pre-investing teen, so he he went from being a teenager to a grown man. He said it was like a period in time when nobody was fucking with Michael Jackson. But it's not the but it's not but it's not the story. They don't got nothing to do with the story, the storyline. But just just damn, can you imagine that a point where Michael Jackson wasn't hot? I know, right? Not forever for us, but yeah. Apparently, in between the Michael being Michael being Michael of the Jackson Five to Michael motherfucking Jackson, I guess it was like a couple periods, you know, a couple of years there, right there, where he wasn't the shit. I mean, you know, we all know his shit. So he says, um, Michael. He was telling Michael's like, well, um, you know, Tito, Tito moved to Atlanta to be closer to me, where we could work on his album. He was like, he'll get over it. He was like, no. He was like, so what? He was like, Michael, what? This is your brother. He was like, and he was like, Tito's going to leave the. Con-. He was like, Tito's going to leave his contract. He, Tito called me being mad, so he went out his contract. He was like, because you know, L.A. Reed, Michael Jackson wanted L.A. Reed out in um L.A. to work on some stuff. So he was like, did he sign the contract? Yes, Michael. He got to agree. He got to, you know, he got to buy by it. Michael, J- I'm like, what the. F-? <laughs> Michael Jackson, the collab motherfucker. Huh? <laughs> Jackson said, "If he signed the contract, it is what it is." Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a great businessman. The motherfucker owned the Beatles catalog. The be- you know how much money Michael Jackson the state is worth. The Beatles catalog. 
slide, slide, stone, slide in the family. Oh my god, he on slide in the family stone. The beat, oh my god, y'all don't know nothing about slide in the family stone. <laughs> music, we talking and, music, baby. And half a Sony. Oh my god, Michael Jackson was a great. Michael Jackson had see that's one that's one time I like. He moved in silence. Like Michael Jackson wasn't flamboyant about it. He wasn't, oh, look at me on Instagram. Well, wait, no Instagram back then. But it wasn't no, look at me. I'm buying this. I'm buying that. I'm going to buy it. And you're going to know I bought it. But I'm not going to brag about it because there's nothing to brag about. This is money to me. Right. Like when his brother in the contract, he was like, you signed the contract. He, got, he has a he has an obligation to you. What are you going to do? Where the fuck are you going to go? You probably, back in so many words, it's Tito motherfucking Jackson. Where the fuck Tito Jackson going to go? <laughs> Anyway, I don't even know what the hell I meant now. So yeah, <laughs> this is a great Black History lesson. Hope y'all know because I originally just going to talk about Two Lie Crew, Puff Daddy, and I got another person left. But I didn't talk about Michael Jackson, L.A. Reid, Outkast. I'm still talking about Outkast. So um, L.A. Reid, L.A. Reid, first time he came to Outkast, first time Outkast came to L.A. Reid, it was like okay, I like it, but I don't know what to do with it. So Outkast like went back to the studio. It got more doper. They came back to LA reading. They kicking it to him. He said it was open on the tables. That was giving it to me. It was really showing me that there was something unique. He said I don't know nothing about. I didn't know nothing about rapping time because all I did was um, R&B. But it's like it was um, unique to me. So he said, okay, we're gonna put him on TLC remix, and they killed the TLC remix. So then LA Reed goes, okay, the Faith got a Christmas album coming out. Can they do something for that? And I remember Andre, he said, Andre, you know, this, was, this is um, Rico Way. Rico Way was like, um, Rico Way is part of the um, Organized Noise Dungeon family. Rico Way was like, Andre was like, the fuck we know about some fucking Christmas? We rappers. You know, fucking no Christmas album. So they kicked, so they flipped it. That was This, this shows the creativity outcast. They flipped it and talked about the play, you know, some player ball type shit. Is basically on Christmas. We on the Christmas we kicking it like we do every day. Cause in the video, it's Christmas. It's Christmas in the video, but you don't even know it's Christmas in the video. Cause they, they would he like they what we do. We kick shit every day. We kick the same shit every day. Cause I'm a player doing what the players do. The package store is closed. Okay, my day. It should be ridiculous. Hot sell out the contest mode. But yeah, um, so after that, outcast do the um do the Christmas thing. L.A. Reid loses his mind. He go, okay, we need an album. So they go and they 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 make the album and it goes on to be something incredible. Outkast is great. I'm going to say right now, and this is this is no um this is no Atlanta bias, but Outkast is the greatest group to ever be formed in the, in the history of groups. That's clown. That's a clowning any genre of music. I said it. I said it. Wu Tang, they cool, but they ain't fucking with that cast. Mm-hmm. Well, Past, past the first album, Outkast went in two different. They both went in two different directions with their flows, but it still was cohesive. Mm-hmm. Andre Andre started Andre started dressing like Erica Badu, <laughs> and Big Boy was still like if you listen to it, Big Boy is still kicking that um that southern gangster shit. And you got Andre over here. Andre three thousand is not underrated, but Big Boy is underrated. But Andre three thousand had this line. I was listening to the Mighty O yesterday. He said. You ain't a hater, can't tell. Either wish me well, go to hell, or go to Yale. Yale. Study human behavior so you know just who the hell you fucking with is nutty. He said, you need to go to school to understand just how crazy I am on you. I'll get on you, motherfucker. (laughs) 
keep I would throw a double diamond party in and I was pulling by all the writers and journals and even the writers were turning me to see who better who could be better than me. Oh my <laughs> he give you something so deep like that. And then he'll go, the next song he'll come up with it'd be pretty pink, baby blue. Won't you come and show me something new? Crow, baby. Crow, baby. Oh and then you get big boy. He'll go. He'll ether Jay-Z on flip-flop. On flip-flop rock. This motherfucker said, I let my pistol whistle at your residence. Y'all mm. don't even get it. I would let my pistol. I would let. I would just. I would just drive by your residence. Since you think you're hard, I would just drive by your residence and let my gun shoot off. Just shoot for the fuck. Just to see how. Just to see how hard you. Mm. Lord have mercy. You got me bent like elbows, amongst other things, but I'm not worried. Mm. You just said you paying twenty k a day. That that chick is eating good, like an infant on the double D titties, just getting drunk because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. Like an infant on the double D titties just getting drunk. So you got an infant sucking, you know, you got an infant breastfeeding because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. Mm-mm-mm. You better choose the right one. Then he goes, you dumped in the gut, motherfucker, the giddy up. Dump in the gut, motherfucker, giddy up. Better choose the right one. Better choose the right woman. Cause the song, cause the song, international players anthem. In the beginning, Andre is getting married. You know, recent led the recent. This motherfucker said, "I cc every girl that I cc round town. I hate to see y'all smile. I hate to see y'all frown, but I rather see y'all smile. Witness all around me. Oh my god. True, but I'm no island peninsula. Maybe made no sense. I know crazy. Then he then he goes back for y'all that didn't get it." Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped with review. So he, so he said, "I'm all off topic." But he said, "Witness all around me, true, but I'm no island." Then he goes, "Okay, in case y'all don't get that, I'm talking about women being wet, moist when they're around me. I'm gonna go further and just dumb it down for you." He said, "Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships." Come, don't come equipped with review members. So I'm, I'm giving all that up. I'm getting in my spaceship and I'm marrying my. I'm not looking back. Shoot, I wouldn't either. <laughs> he said. So I typed this text to this girl I used to see, saying that I chose this cutie pie with who I want to be, and I apologize if this message gets you down. And I cc every girl that I cc round town. I cc every girl that I cc round town. That I seen. Oh my god! Hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smile. Witness all around me, true, but I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Do up all this pussy cat that's in my back. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped or review members. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now lit. I'm so like a pimp. The Gladys night. Throw the light on my son. When I burn me on my bum, when I shoot the moon, high jump the broom. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Recent living. You sure on the subject? You sure? Well, fuck it. You know we got your back like Cairo Pratt. Oh, my God. 
saying that that chick do you dirty, we'll wash our ass out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. <laughs> I know you ain't a pimp with but stats. Remember what I taught you. Keep your heart, three stats. Keep your heart. Man, this girl is smart. These stats, this girl is smart. Play your part. Then, then you got pimp C come in. It's so beautiful when he come in because it's no hook. I think goes, play your part. Play your part. Sweet John come in. It's pimp C, by the way. He said, my chick a choosy lover. Never fuck without a rubber. Never in the sheets like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser. Drive a compressor. Top notch. Hoes get the most, not the lesser. Trash like the fuck for $40 in the club. You're fucking up the game, chicken. He gets no love. <laughs> Do people not understand how great internationals play? Oh, my God. Players are Y'all still thinking about the big boy. Oh, my God. He said, like an infant on a double D. Titties is getting drunk because you miscalculated the next to the last part. This man said, I want to see. He got this one out on Roses where he like, um, I want to see I want to see your support, bro, not support you. <laughs> <laughs> that Roses, see, Outcast makes some great songs because Roses show off both of their personalities because you got um, Andre, Caroline. See, Caroline, all the guys would say she's mighty fine. But mighty fine only got you somewhere half the time. And the other half either got you cussed out of Coming up short, yeah. I dig this now, even though she need a golden calculator to divide. It's like you got Andre on here singing. Just sing. Andre made it cool for y'all to sing. That'd be cool. Cause no, I was nobody. I think Jaru at this time was singing. He was getting clowned for bro. Like us youngsters like the Jaru, but Fifty Cent ended Jaru career off the off the strength of Jaru singing. That was his demise. Like we, <laughs> am I lying though? No. Them motherfuckers said, um, "We okay." I'm veering all the way out track. We'll talk about beef another part. Remind me on the and remind me on Twitter and all the other stuff to talk about beef on another podcast because I'm so off topic. Because I, I still got to talk about that's the Pete. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So, Pete. So remember. To recap, you have two live crews to thank for your freedom of speech when it comes to records because they got the parental advisory sticker on there and they fought for your right to tell people that you want, you know, you want to have sex. You can talk about sex on records. You can talk about whatever you want to on records. You have Andre, not Andre, you have, you have Andre 3000 to thank because you get to sing on records and shit and not be judged if you're a rapper, even though y'all can't sing at all. Damn it. Lord. But um, you have Puff Daddy to thank for, for teaching you the art of the radio single. You also have him to thank for inventing the remix. Now we're gonna go over to Master P. Woo! Master P. On grandfather, when he was younger, Master P. Grandfather left him ten thousand dollars. Master P. He was such a hustler that he took that ten thousand dollars. He flipped it into No Limit Records record store. I don't know why I was having such a hard time saying that. As he was selling records in the store, he knows that black people were buying the gangster rap, you know, the easy E. Cruising down the street in my six boat. Jocker. Written by Ice Cube, by the way. <clears throat> I'm about to start singing No Vaseline, Bar, Chill Out. One of the greatest diss songs ever. Anyway, 
So he started rapping himself. He put out like five albums in a, over over a short period of time, like a year. And the funny thing is, like this one dude um was out here robbing people. And they asked him why he's why he was out here robbing people. It was like, well, Master P songs inspired me to rob. <laughs> so like he was listening to a Master P song. He was like, man, this shit made me want to go rob somebody. <laughs> listening to like listening to little Jun songs and um Crown Mob made me want to fight, but I had never listened to a song <laughs> to rob somebody. I come in the club, shaking my dress, throwing these bows and busting his head. <laughs> Shout out, to, shout out to Diamond Boy. But when, when that song come on, no, if you buck, boy. No, give you buck, boy. No, give you buck, boy. No, 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 no. Give you buck, boy. Dumping on the Marty State. Throwing them both like Johnny K. Like, oh shit. Ellen, will we be too deep? Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember uh, Crown Mob. Crown Mob made the goddamn fighting soundtrack. They, then they came out with, um, they had one song that wasn't. About fighting, oh, two they're going in circles, whatever. Then they had the um, stilettos and pumps in the club. Then they, even in that, they go, um, who want to jump up to get who want to get bucked? Like, goddamn, you talking about some you probably be talking about your stilettos and pumps in the club. Then you talk about who want to <laughs> jump up, get bucked. But then they had this one song where they was like, okay, fuck it, we're just gonna put it on the table. The hook goes, I'll beat your ass, beat your, I'll beat your, I'll beat your ass, I'll beat your, I'll beat your ass, little nigga, I'll beat your ass. Like, oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fight. Fight. Yo, when li- between Little John and Crown Ma, I bet you so much fucking. I bet you so many fights broke out. Man. Oh my God. Speaking of Howard University, I don't know how I didn't mention it. Well, I because it didn't pertain to nothing. Now it does. But um, we had when I was in high school, he met um my friend. His, his um his brother was in um college, so we visited him at Howard at Howard University. Man, we was at this house party, and they played A Town Stomp by they, they played East Side West Side by the Baby D East Side Ho West Side Ho East Side like it, y'all know about Baby D Baby D legend. Y'all probably don't know about him because he A Town legend. So they played that man in DC. We came through bowling people over. We was bowling people. I done knocked somebody drink out of hand. Woo! <laughs> play some ba- play some baby D. Lil John. Lil Scrappy. Crown Mob. Trillville. Pastor Troy. Just, just, just call the ambulance. Get out the crowd and scared. A scared nigga, a dead nigga, don't get me wrong. Cause it's on the Prince of Crump. We some head bus. We some okay, Javaris. <laughs> Calm me fuck down, my man. Okay, okay. Woo! Okay. So crown my <laughs> Master P. Anyway, so he said um Master P um made him do it. So at about by the time by the time me and you got to like elementary school, make him say um was out and make him say um it had to be like his biggest hit, you know. Um the last the last done so went 14 well not 14 times platinum went four times platinum. The last done went 14 times platinum alone. Most of his albums have gone gold. <clears throat> but Montel Montel Jordan has this story about um 
Kid was making his song Let's Ride, and he had it, um, you know, Ride If You Buy It, Buy It. He said Master P was so big, because this, this is the interview from Master P at the time. Master P was so big at that time that Montel Jordan didn't even feel like he can say the word Bout It, Bout It on a record without clearing it with Master P. Like, that's how big Master P was. He felt he had to go seek out Master P and ask him if it's cool, if he can say Bout It, Bout It on a record. So he said he went down. He said he said he was in the same city, and um, Master P was having a photo shoot. So he went no video shoot. He went down there. He talked to Master P. And he's like Master P was such a nice person. He said he listened to the song. He said, you know what? I'm really make this hot. He was like, what? He was like, I'm gonna get on it, and um, I'm gonna get on it, and it's gonna really go. People really gonna fuck with this song because I fuck with it. He said he, Master P was singing the hook. He said he was feeling it. You know, he said because um at the time. I didn't have nothing recorded for. I just knew I what I wanted to do. So you said I was just singing in the car. We just singing in the car, and it went on to be a song. But that's not what I want. So Master P was big. Master P was huge. Master P was so huge, and this is what I really want to talk about. Because a lot of artists are trying to do this now. But it fuck. a lot of people fuck up their money to begin with. Master P would take profits from one business and start another. But in 1996, he signed a distribution deal for Priority Records. Y'all know Priority Records, NWA Priority Records. Priority Records didn't fuck NWA up. It was um another person, <clears throat> but um with this deal with Priority Records, this is big back in the day. He got one hundred percent of his masters back in the day. You did not get one hundred percent of your masters. So like um the reason that the Beatles, you know, the reason that the reason that Michael Jackson was able to buy the Beatles catalog because the Beatles didn't even own their catalog. You know, shit like that. The reason he was able to buy half of Sony's music. It's because Sony owned the music, like the the, the um the artists didn't own the music. They didn't own mo- so much of their masses. So like you hear song, an old school song on the radio, the the record company gets a percentage of it, and the artist gets a percentage of it. But with Master P, Master P, you hear Master P song, or uh, you hear Master P song, Master P get all the royalty checks for it. He owns 100% of all his masters. So make him say, uh, make him blast to the bank because he got all the money. Because So he gave Priority Records. So Priority Records, he signed a distribution deal with Priority Records. That's all. So he got 100% of his masters. He got 85% of his record sales when the album came out. And he got he, he only gave Priority Records 15% but they can do their distribution. So he got, so basically he owns everything. He owns everything he had in in 1998 alone. He he made 100 and 110 million dollars. Wow! He in his pocket, Master P is responsible for a lot of things. Like he had this, he had this philosophy. If he signed the artists, he put them in everything they do. Like if you watch, I got the hookup, which is a movie produced by Master P. Is I think it's still on Netflix. I'm not really sure. I was watching it. I was watching it um a couple of weeks ago, so it probably is. He was he most people I know made like 20 movies. And he had this model. It's like, who cares? Most of the consumer is not going to the movie theater. So what Master P would do, he would go through and he'll do it straight to DVD. Like people laugh nowadays and stuff go straight to DVD, but straight to DVD uh-huh. movies make a lot of money. Like they're action packed and they make a lot of money. So Master P will make the money. From that, he will have um 
He'll have his. He'll put out as much music as much music as possible. He'll make sure that every time they put out a music video or they put out a record, he'll make sure that it gets the number one to build up the appeal of No Limit. Because if you ever um, so some sometimes just because a song is number one, you'll go listen to it. You're like, okay, let me see. Especially back in the day, because it was hard to come about new music. So you be like, oh, this song. Oh, a lot of people listening to this song. Let me go check that out. So he made sure that his his um. His artists were front and center when it came when it came to the marketing. Also, if you ever notice, I don't he's um if he had a record like the last done, the last done got like an advertisement in it for Silk the Shocker, C Murder. Here I go. Here I go. Who that is? Who that is? <laughs> Mr. Gold. Somebody said y'all was looking for me. It got Miss Quinn. Like he he did cross promotion. Like let's go back to the movies, cross promotion. He'll do the cross promotion. I got an album coming out. I'm gonna have people anticipating your album by putting your 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 face and your you know you got it like basically you like my music. Oh, I got this other artist and you know I got three more artists coming out that make some good shit too. So he put them in as much as possible. They sold like collectively, not counting masterpiece sales. They sold 75 million albums alone. So you know. I'm about to list. I'm about to list off. I'm about to just name a whole bunch of things that Master P has started and is successful as. So this is not like on Instagram when y'all claim I got all these businesses, but y'all really don't got no businesses. Y'all just flexing. Master P wasn't doing no flexing. He was real about this shit. So Master P, Master P got a travel agency, a Foot Locker, a retail outlet. He also have a stockbroker, stockbroker firm, a film studio, a music company a TV production company, a toy company, a phone sex line, clothing. He has a gas station, a fast food restaurant, a magazine company, a publishing company, which is different from the magazine company, a jury line. Wow, he can have his own community. Exactly. I know. And the thing is, I know I'm missing something. That's how much shit he got that I couldn't even get it back. Oh, and AAU team for little on um, Romeo and Romeo growing up. Also, Master P was such a time back to basketball. Master P, Master P was so great at basketball that he played for two professional teams. So yeah. So I figured y'all need to know about the people that paved the way in rap music. Cause right now you get a lot of rappers, they follow the Master P blueprint. They'll get they get popping in rap, then they start making clothes, shitty clothes, but it's clothes. You know, they're, they're trying to be like Master P. They're trying to, um, because before Master P, rappers just rapped. It was no equity. It was no equity. So before Master P, everybody just rapped. Now everybody trying to do companies, business. Oh, he got a sports drink. He also got a sports drink. So, you know, he got a whole bunch of stuff. He, oh, a sports agency, too, because he managed he managed Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, a football what? player. He had managed Ricky Williams. So Master P was getting it in. So Master P was Jay-Z before Jay-Z. Only Master P doesn't brag about it. Like I know Master P, I know well, y'all know I give Master P I I, I put him in his place when he be put in his place by that Lamar Auto comment. But like I like I said in that podcast, I can never shame him for his accomplishments because he accomplished shit. I keep making me right. wrong about the Lamar Odom comment, but that man is worth four hundred four hundred fifty million dollars. So he 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 knows how to handle his business. Man, that's the history lesson for today. It had to be super long because I, I originally, I originally, it was originally just gonna be those three people, and then I just veered off track. But I think I, I we owed y'all a longer podcast episode, 
because of we missed the week, so we'll give y'all a um, double dose. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this concludes episode 18. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Awkward Minority. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. We will catch you guys later. Peace.